the storm's coming. You know, I remember when my primary personality trait wasn't tired. I missed that. <laughs> it's weird. Like every so often there's a moment in the morning where I'm like, I am awake and inspired. And then. Should we do the intro and start our rankings? Yeah. Let's yeah. Do the thing. Let's fight as we apply numerical rankings to subjective works of art. Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we own word to progressive standards it never agreed to. Tonight, another year has come and gone. It's just after Halloween for us as we sit down to discuss this, but it's after New Year's for you, so good for you, you made it. Guys, it's the third anniversary show and we are here to rank some movies. And we have our big list on Letterboxd that we're going to be adding them to. You can pull it up or be in the show notes. It's on our website. It's wherever you want to find it. I am your host, Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and cenobites. First, they're here to challenge the sexy werewolf, sexy vampire binary, my co-host, Ben Cullen. Ben, how are you tonight? Ready to fight about art! Did you think we would make it this far? I didn't, but I'm so happy we did because I love you both so dang much. <laughs> oh, same. Turns out I love having an excuse to watch spooky movies and talk to y'all every week yeah i mean if nothing else watching all the movies that i watched in october and not having you guys to discuss them with every week with all the ones i watched reminded me how much i value this there are a couple of movies in there that i just i felt like i really needed to talk to somebody about there's and, so uh, many she doesn't want to hear it there's so many movies that we watch and my reaction is like damn sure I need to talk about this at length for several hours. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is what this is for. And our co-host, yes. the cinnamon roll of Cenobites, Emily Martin. Emily, you came one week to talk the, about the Babadook with us, and we haven't let you leave yet. How are you feeling tonight? Uh, very grateful that you have provided me with my soapbox, that you're here to listen to me. I know you are true friends and allies especially because of all the anime that you have watched that i have inflicted upon you and you're still my friend and we are still doing this so you know <laughs> people out there listeners out there get you some friends that will watch all of evangelion for your birthday and actually talk about it and let then... you share your your wild theories and um, yes have, have some strange ones of their own get have the worst opinions i appreciate that i have I have opinions about Evangelion that people who love Evangelion really dislike. So, <laughs> Well, I think everyone who has an opinion about Evangelion dislikes other people's opinions about Evangelion. So, Part of, the, I have part of so being many in the club. thoughts yeah. of Evangelion that just kind of this churning maelstrom of conflicting ideas until all that I can really vocalize is, I like when they did the synchronized movement. That was fun. They did the dance dance together, and that makes my monkey brain happy. Yeah. I would publish papers, but then I know that that would not satisfy my dark passenger, my pilot. Love that so. Dexter reference you just slapped in there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so uh, to remind people, on this list, we do it every year for our anniversary. 
We have, we only list the movies. We don't try to rank TV shows. So we will not be at length if, attempting to rank Evangelion amongst the films we talked about. Although also, I'm sure Yellow that jackets. would be a it would show be, all itself. Yeah, it would be yellow. It would just be us fighting for an hour over Yellow Jackets and Evangelion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, going into tonight, we have 103 horror movies on the list already from our past two years. Our top five right now from the last couple of years are number one, Get Out. Number two, The Babadook. Number three, The Thing. Number four, Attack the Block. And number five, Aliens. Really solid films. And I I I think really the top ten are are pretty solid overall. I feel very strong about that top five. I don't know if anything's going to crack the top five this year. Like We watched some great ones, but... That top five is fucking strong. Yeah, I'm Almost feeling very just as unassailable are our bottom five, which start with right now. Uh, 99 is The Craft Legacy, a movie with so much potential and so little delivery. No Face Benny, somehow a movie that doesn't in which nothing happens. It's only about 10 minutes, but still nothing happens in 10 minutes. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, a movie... A remake so bad it was actually worse than the original Resident Evil, remarkably. So bad it made me question if I even like this series at all. (laughs) And of course, M. Night Shyamalan's crowning masterpiece, Old, about the beach that (laughs) makes you old. We do have a Shyamalan movie that will avoid being in the top five. Oh, it will certainly not be in the top five. It, it, I, uh, I think it can avoid five, the bottom yeah. five as well. Yeah, it'll avoid the bottom yeah. five. It, it's still hanging out in the tracks, but it's going to avoid the bottom five. Yeah. And uh, finally, at the very bottom, Don't Breathe, the movie with the most horrible twist. The turkey baster full of cum? The twist you being say a turkey baster full of cum. AKA Cinema Hate Crimes. And what I feel like was our motto for that entire first the entire year after we watched that was like the twist should never be rape. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the T-shirt. No, don't put that on a T-shirt. It's a terrible T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, do not wear that T-shirt. You will get. Don't do it. Evangelion was this year. Yep, Evangelion was this year. Well, at least it came out this year. I think we recorded yeah. it before. Yeah, we Halloween recorded it in 2022, year. but yeah, because it's from. It ended up being such a massive episode that we had to split it into two put it after i think last year's ranking when it came that out. checks out be fair if there's anything we've ever watched that justifies a two-part episode it's evangelion i mean we watched all of it you guys yeah. went above and beyond and again i appreciate you for that and i appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to finally sit down and actually watch every episode in order and not just when I was able to stay awake for Adult Swim, like as a 13 year old. Yeah, I'm here to serve. Gotta tell you, it hits different in your 30s. Oh my God. You relate what? to Masato a lot more. Yeah. Who's the real protagonist here? Her. Her. Masato. Absolutely. I mean, until the very end, which turns out right to be up, just, just the worst person. Right up until she, right up until she fucking kisses a 13 year old. So how we started out this year of recordings was in November, which we renamed Crowvember. Uh, oh, boy. We went four straight weeks 
of Dave and Cronenberg. Don't do what we did. Folks. Yeah, please stop doing what we did. I think this was the beginning of our our downward spiral this year of like <laughs> four weeks in a row of any director is too much. Even yeah. you know we hit Guillermo later in the year, and that was like still like by the fourth one, you're just like I don't like this guy anymore. He's my favorite director, and I don't don't want to talk it's, about him anymore. It's um, too look. I'm a big believer, you know, as a creator and putting yourself into the work and having people be able to know you through your work there's no limit to how much i want to know about david cronenberg there is absolutely and i really hit that limit with the brood i have hit that limit multiple times and i've gone back because of my this dark fascination that i have i've it's- said it before Every good Cronenberg movie should make you ask, is David Cronenberg okay? And the answer should always be, no, he is not. No. After four weeks in a row of watching David Cronenberg, you get to the point of, like, should David Cronenberg be allowed in public? Like, should David Cronenberg be locked up? I don't, like, there's no evidence that he's done anything wrong, but, like, after you see four weeks in a row of David Cronenberg films, you're like, he has to have done something wrong, right? Nobody makes four, these four movies and is okay in the rest of their life. If somebody told me that Canada had Sith, like Sith Lords, like a Sith Lord and an apprentice. You're going to say syphilis. I would put so much money that the Canadian Sith Lords are David Cronenberg and Nathan Fielder. David Cronenberg was in Star Trek, though, and that's like a redemption arc for him. But then he released The Death of David Cronenberg. Have you seen that? A short movie that he did? No. No, but we did see Crimes of the Future, which is a director spending a whole movie taking a victory lap in a way that I've never seen before. Well, if you if we're going to refer to that as a victory lap. Let's talk about that one, because that is the first one we watched. We talked we watched. Crimes of the Future, a truly demented movie about the performance art of cutting out your extra organs or cutting out your boyfriend's extra organs, as as it were. I definitely enjoyed this movie more than y'all did. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know why this movie fucking connected with me in a way that's probably not good about me. But I can't help but just laugh so hard that this movie, the plot of this movie is essentially... David Cronenberg created his Vico Mortensen stand-in. And the plot of the movie is everyone going to Vigo Mortensen and saying, you're so cool and visionary and great. And Vigo Mortensen's character arc is learning to accept, yes, I am amazing. <laughs> well, there was also that really uncomfortable thing with the kid. Oh, there's a kid eating a garbage can. There's like his fucking low-key like furniture line. We got lesbian Geiger assassins that never get fucking explained. There's a lot of things that I feel like never get explained in this movie. If you ever wanted to see Cronenberg do film noir, but he's kind of was half asleep through every film noir movie he ever watched, holy (laughs) shit is Crimes of the Future for you. Let's talk about ranking here. Uh, Like I said, there's 103. I think it, it definitely places out of some of the lower groups here. Oh, this um, is like this is definitely like in the this is a middle of the pack movie. Yeah, well, well, talking about things that involve Cronenberg at seventy one right now, we have Nightbreed. Do we like it better or worse than Nightbreed? Definitely more than Nightbreed. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely better 
the yeah, Nightbreed. It's, it's definitely better made than Nightbreed. That's for sure. At uh, 60, I'm... we have The Craft, the original of The Craft. Do we like it more or less than The Craft? Not as much as The Craft. Do I like it more or less than more than the craft? No, I don't like it more than the craft. Do I think it's I think, craft is better than the craft? I, yes. I think. Wait, did I say something different? You said that you like the craft more than Crimes of the Future. So and, Emily, you're saying that you think Crimes of the Future is like just generally better made. You don't yeah. like it better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, got what you're saying. I don't know. I feel like. It's definitely above Alien 3 for me, that's for sure. Yeah, Alien 3 currently sits at 65. So I would say, yeah, above Alien 3, below the craft for me, which in between there is Last Night in Soho, Saw, Your Next, and Ginger Snaps. I um, think that go- it goes between Last Night in Soho and Saw for me. Oh my God, I was going to say the exact same thing. Woo! Peace! Unless Jeremy... Are you no, that, that works for me. I mean, I I do love your next. Like, I I definitely like your next better, but I I will freely admit that Crimes of the Future is is probably trying to do more. Yes. than your next is. Yeah, Saw Saw is a two thousands new metal masterpiece, but it is a weird bunch of words together. I recently saw the very off Broadway play Saw the Musical. So it's now that much more impossible for me to take the Saw movie seriously. I feel like I would love the musical better than the original. Oh, you would. It's great. It's it's absolutely great. There's a whole song about how Carrie Elway's character became an oncologist just so he could give people the worst news of their life. It feels like an update of the dentist song, like a next level take on the dentist song. (laughs) Sadist, okay. Yeah, yeah, like the sadist oncologist who's like, oh, I became an oncologist because I get off on telling people they're dying. That's fucked up. Also, they make it gay. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's very off-Broadway. A lot of fun. I had a great time. Come yeah. In. If you get a chance so to see it, it, also with Saw, that also I find makes it very hard to take it seriously, is just being getting overly familiar with directors. Once you know a James Wan movie on site, it's kind of impossible not to see just the intense <laughs> golden retriever energy he's bringing to every movie. Oh, I don't mind that. I, I like a good golden retriever energy. the The thing that gets me watching Saw now is is any scene that takes place outside of the warehouse, especially the point where they're like. There's the what, driving you, scene, which is clearly all happening inside a parking deck with a lot of fog machines. You mean like the 15 hours they could afford to any Glover? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Now, I think easily better than Crimes of the Future was the next David Cronenberg movie we watched, The Fly. Um, yes. Oh, so. yeah. That's going to be the peak of Cronenberg. Yeah. Video, so I, think- I don't know where video does. I don't even know if Videodrome gets a number. Videodrome is Videodrome. I it just is. It's it's like dark side. Hail the new flesh. Video drum is all right. So looking at around the middle of the list, like number fifty right now is Halloween. Do we like it better than the original Halloween? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, me Absolutely. Too. All right. So forty is after midnight. Do we like it better than after midnight? Yes. Or I guess just... so. Forty is the dis- well. Okay. After midnight is forty-one. The descent is forty. Do we like it better than The Descent? 
this is definitely where we, we've definitely hit the zone. This is like yeah. somewhere in the, I feel like it's somewhere in the thirties. Yeah. The, the yeah. descent to me is still like one of the scariest movies that we've watched. Like, just, Oh yeah. Or straight up fear. It's look, it's got the best jump scare I've ever fucking seen. Like we watched a lot of movies with a lot of jump scares. Nothing's ever beaten the fucking the camera where like the fucking the crawly creepy crawly shows up in the camera or in the night vision. Yeah. It's excellent. I mean, do we feel like I mean the fly is definitely a different kind of horror. It's not a jumpy type of horror, it's a body type of horror. I feel like fly is definitely getting like a reputation bonus and that it's like you know what I mean where there's a certain amount of like oh it's the fly it's held in such high prestige what else did you get the gold bloom bonus like just it having gold, yeah. bloom the gold in, bloom yeah having gold bloom in it makes it such a better movie than I think it would have been otherwise oh no um, other actor could have done a good job also the Gina Davis bonus yes gold yeah. bloom and Davis I mean I, I love Gina Davis but like pure manic energy that the Goldblum brings to it that was like oh yeah absolutely wild and look and Gina Davis having to deliver the emotional climax of the movie with a screen partner who is a gooey muppet yeah I mean I don't think that's the first time that she's done that but I mean she's also <laughs> like an actress in Hollywood so I would was that, put was that a Weinstein joke I'm not sure what that was I mean yeah like but I appreciate Hollywood it. creep yeah, okay. So fly. it was a Hollywood creep joke. Yes. Okay. Yes. I agree that the fly has star power. It has iconic power, which I feel like puts it above Lost Boys. The, the ballsiest character of all time being the teleporter computer who refuses to admit failure. <laughs> <laughs> teleporter computer is like, hey, we did it. Dude, being like, fucking nailed it, bro. So one of my favorite moments in all of cinema. So here's the question. Above or below Nightmare on Elm Street? That's a tough one comparing those two movies. So they're both so, so influential. Yeah. Well, um, how about versus Lost Boys? I think it's above Lost Boys. I would agree it's above Lost Boys. I have a deep and abiding affection for Lost Boys, but Lost Boys it's just a... isn't a isn't that good of a movie. <laughs> I love Lost Boys and it's, you know, it's all right. It is like, what I, it is. Fly is definitely better than Lost Boys. I don't. I like Vivage more than Fly. I don't. Yeah. It's oh, on too. one. It's on one side of Nightmare on Elm Street. If we are ranking the Fly high enough because of its icon status, well, it's also just one of like the all-time great body horrors. Like, yeah, the makeup work that's done in conjunction with Goldblum's performance is one of the most creeptastic skin crawling performances like and characters I've ever seen. I think that in terms of combining the recognizability, the memorability, the influence, and also the craft we, of it, I would say above we, Nightmare on Elm Street. We do have to remember that Nightmare on Elm Street has Johnny Depp getting turned into a geyser of blood. That's true. And some incredible effects with like upside down rooms and stuff. Oh yeah, oh great effect. Yeah, and Nightmare I, I on Elm it... Street. I mean, like if we're talking about how iconic the fly is, obviously Nightmare on Elm Street is incredibly iconic in its own right. I yeah, would like argue the, the, like these are both the best like straight classics. slasher. Yeah, like these are yeah. both 
straight up classics of the genre. I probably the I best got, Freddy I got, ever is too. I got to yeah. give it to Nightmare on Elm Street. I think. I think differ. I'd say it's above Nightmare on Elm Street. Choose Jeremy. Decide. I think I'm going to come out with Nightmare on Elm Street above the fly, just barely. This um, will be remembered. If, if we were ranking the entire yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street series against the fly, it would be yeah. lower. But the first Nightmare on Elm Street is extremely solid. Yeah, that's it's extremely solid. But I think that's where I think you're right. Like, that's one of the factors is that Nightmare on Elm Street as a series is kind of greater than the sum of its parts, whereas the fly is just all on its own, just fucking a solid like a solid is gold. Yeah, well, the the first Nightmare on Elm Street is a a good, memorable, fun slasher movie. Maybe not like a a fantastic movie, but I mean, The Fly isn't. It's a good movie. I'll concede the point though, because like Freddy Krueger is, is fantastic. I yeah, I think one of the biggest. I think one of the biggest tragedies of today is. <laughs> Needing everything to be a nine out a nine or a ten out of ten and not knowing how to enjoy, you know, what a good easy seven out of ten can bring in terms of like, you know, not every show needing to be the most prestige drama show. Yeah, no, there's something to be said for fun and memorable campiness. Yes. This is a friggin' horror podcast, goddammit. So. I think what I'm saying is yeah. remember CW shows? Those no, were fun. I don't. Remember One Tree Hill? I feel like now that Riverdale is over, the CW is like, there aren't any more no, no, CW shows. No network excelled through seven out of tens like the CW. That was like your C student who just goes on to make six figures. Yeah, I can't remember that, any of it. Yeah. They all look the same. It's like all of the actors. They gossiped Troopers all the girl. And Ryan Reynolds <laughs> married one of them. Oh, yeah. He married the Gossip Girl. All right, Videodrome. Oh, boy. All right, I would say Videodrome is definitely lower than the first two, right? So if if Jeff Goldblum gives something a star bonus, (laughs) what does James Woods bring to the table? Like a fucking anchor. (laughs) Yeah, a little dead weight. Not that Um, he doesn't do a good job playing an unredeemable sleaze bag. It's Method really acting, cool. Man. James, so- I played Rudy Giuliani in a biopic, like in a made for TV biopic Woods. I can't. I mean, it was like just as it's fun to watch Jeff Goldblum turn into a pile of goo. It's really fun to watch James Woods like deteriorate under his own like bullshit. Turn into and a then VCR? into. Yeah. And in Look, much faster time than it happened in real life. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Get fucked, James Woods, you piece of shit! Videodrome is an interesting morality play that works on levels that it did not anticipate. But I will bring this to the discussion. I will highlight the scene wherein he whips the cabinet TV. And the TV moans sexually. And the TV moans sexually. Well, the woman on the TV moans sexually. There are moments where the TV like touches him back or whatever, but this movie has impeccable vibes and the imagery it creates and the influence that imagery has had 
can't be denied. And it's definitely saying something. But overall, I'm not really sure how good a movie it like it actually is. I'm putting it between Crimson Peak and Nightbreed. Yeah. yeah. I think that's higher than I was looking. I mean, I would I love Devilman more than I love it, but you know, wait, I'm are you ranking to... it above Devilman? I no. am well Devilman is is sort no. of in a spot. I do not rank this movie above Blackula or Scream 2. Okay. That's true. I would say Okay, Blackula... hold on. Here's an interesting question. Yeah. At 83 and 84 right now, we have Titong and The Hunger. <laughs> so we have Near Dark, Titong, and The Hunger all together. Do we like it better in all those movies? No. Thank Any you those for reminding movies? me. I mean, I like it better I... than Prometheus. Yeah, can we downgrade Prometheus while we're... Can we make this a <laughs> double like, ranking of like downgrading Prometheus? Like, if we want to put Videodrome under The I, Hunger and then put Prometheus I, under Videodrome, that I would, kind of feels I personally good. would rank Videodrome over The Hunger. Okay, so I think Videodrome actually works pretty well between The Hunger and Titan because yeah. Videodrome... The up neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The Videodrome does have shit happening in it, whereas The Hunger arguably has very little happening you do um, get very young Willem Dafoe as a street tough, though. And for that, I will always love it. No, I mean, The Hunger, I love The Hunger as well. However... We were really just coming off of just having watched Prometheus when we ranked these last year, I think. Since we were still riding that high of Prometheus. Because <laughs> the thing about Prometheus is that... It's, it's bad. So, it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's one of the most fun most bad movies I've all ever she seen. had to do was dive sideways and she would have been out of the way of that ship like yeah i think we were a, just really a, like happy that charlie's theron was on the screen and that we had the fossbender thing yeah, like i think we were on that I mean, yeah it's like this is a movie like we get so much mileage out of a movie that brings a biologist on their mission to find evidence of alien life and upon that biologist finding evidence of alien life, his immediate response is, I'm getting, I'm noping the fuck out of here. And then me and the this other dude are going to get lost, even though that dude's only job was make the map and make, to make sure we don't get lost. Yeah, yeah, let's put Prometheus underneath the hunger. Works for me. Like, that's a level of just stupidity that well, I'll, ne- I'll, never get, I'll never get tired of it. Better watch out. Better watch out. You better watch it. Okay, now here's the question. That just leaves us with one more Cronenberg film that we watch, which is The Brood. Oh, boy. The film about how a woman gets so mad that she gives birth to tiny troll things in an external egg sack on that our are list, her rage. On our list of which movies make me feel the director needs therapy, this is the reigning champ. This is number one. But it was a long time ago. We assume he's gotten therapy since then. It's hard to tell, given how much psych like therapists themselves are demonized in the brood. Yeah, and in Nightbreed, it is quite clear that Cronenberg has a bone to pick with like marriage counselors. Cronenberg is himself an evil therapist in Nightbreed. Yeah. Um, now, do do we like this better or worse than Videodrome? Honestly, worse for me. Worse. It's just a more, for as much as, you know, for all the various 
craziness and all the ambition that Videodrome has, like, even if it doesn't work, you can't take away that ambition. Whereas I feel like The Brood is just a more straight down the middle horror story. It's less interestingly made. And honestly, there's a shitload of misogyny. Like, I like The Brood more, but I think it's just because I like telling people about The Brood more. <laughs> like, that I'm just like, let me tell you about this film. Discussing um, The Brood was it. more fun. Yeah, it's true. I like The Wolf House more than I like The Brood. Oh, I do not like The Wolf House more than I like The Brood. I was thinking right under Repo, a genetic opera. That was honestly <laughs> exactly where I was put. Yeah, between Scream 3 and Repo. That was honestly exactly where I was looking. I was thinking under Repo, so between Repo okay. and Blood and Donuts. Ooh. Okay. I like Blood and Donuts better, but I know that this isn't about me. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick about the So brood. if you like it Ben would put it higher, you would put it lower than No, I I, I would put it above Blood and Donuts. I'll give you a repo for I'll give you a repo above it, but yeah, I'd give it between repo and blood and donuts. Blood and Donuts is a wondrous, silly mess of a movie, but it is a hot fucking mess of a movie. Yeah, neither also, of those James films have an extremely sexual uh, Anthony Stewart head singing. <laughs> That's true. About repoing stuff. People's organs. You say needlessly sexy. I feel like it was very like necessary for the film. I mean, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. Speaking of horror musicals, the next one we watched, the next film we watched, we brought on uh, editor Lauren Heitzusen to talk about Rockula as part of our, our December yes. uh, Dracula. This movie, uh, I love this movie and it's fucking trash. Yeah, I love this movie too and it's trash. I think I'm in, put, I like, I think we're in the, kind of the same, we're in a, a nearby neighborhood. I'm going to put it just below The Hunger, just from, like, film quality alone, but I, it has so many good, like, I like this movie better than a lot, like... I definitely I like, like this more, more than, than Hell... I definitely liked it more than Hellbent. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very uh, of the same school as uh, Scream 3 and Repo. Ultimately, I think it's a little it's a little better. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you guys feel like... I, do give it credit i mean it's definitely a more emotionally satisfying movie than better watch out it's not a better made film i guess yeah but i definitely enjoyed it a lot more yeah i mean also the messaging is a little bit better even for the time i mean it's not great look any movie that what we do in the shadows with that shamelessly steal from has to have something going for it <laughs> Yeah, I'm honestly. I mean, I feel like I, I would, I would watch fucking notice again Jermaine. before Videodrome or Don't. I don't know that it's better. I would put it. I would put it after. Like it more than Event Horizon. Where's no. Event Horizon? No, no, absolutely not. I, I'm not I, sure I think how Event Near Dark beats out Rockula definitely as well. So that would be. Oh yes, I would definitely rank it below Near. Yes, I definitely did not like it as much as Near Dark. Yeah, Near Dark was a better weird vampire movie. Yeah, so that, that again puts us with Teton, Videodrone, and The Hunger, and Prometheus now. Where do we feel like it goes in there? Below Teton. 
yeah and below the hunger because the hunger is a better vampire movie even though it's like it's better made yeah i mean miracula is probably ultimately more fun but it the hunger is definitely, definitely like... is but the hunger is definitely better made yeah definitely above prometheus though yeah i mean i think it it should be taken about as seriously as prometheus yeah yes yes but with a bedazzled pirate swinging around a literal ham bone yeah yeah uh mwah. We haven't the sexy vampire mom. I really gotta Yeah, the sexy vampire mom. The, oh, you the, the sexy mom. vampire mom. And her pro wrestler boyfriend. Boyfriends. She's rocking it. Somebody pitch that comic or pitch that plot line to AEW. <laughs> Look, I would totally pitch that to AEW. I thought they were just taking pitches from random dudes. All right. So that uh that settles that one. So the second week of our Dracula December coverage, we watched Taste the Blood of Dracula with our friend Chris Sims. Oh, it's his true hammer Dracula, Christopher Lee standing at a distance, staring at people who definitely are not on set at the same time as him. Not good. Yeah, it's I'm thinking fun, that it's not good. It's around. It's like going to be neighbors to Rockula. I think it's better than Rockula, just, you know, because there's Christopher Lee in it. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, it's interesting, but it's also boring at times. And Rockula was never boring. That's true. That's true. That's true. And don't don't forget about the uh, Heckwater Club, the. Uh, oh, yeah. Mediocre Fire Club. <laughs> the, <laughs> the three rich guys had going on. Yes. Oh, my God. Where they were like, they would, they would just go hang out at the brothel and. And so they're like. And then they were like. What this dude, all the ladies love, love sleeping with this dude. We got to figure out what he's up to. And the answer was witchcraft. It's oh. really hard to overstate just how bored rich European dudes were in the 19th century. And that's too bad because there's so many things going on in their lives. Like, like so many diseases and like... Well, that's what they were at the brothel to get. They were at the brothel to get some of those diseases. I guess, yeah. Like they were just like, I can't. I need something to. I need some challenge. I need to live life on hard mode. It's like you know, when people do paintball. Oh man, their European gentry would have been so fucking into paintball if they had access to it back in the day. I mean, uh, yeah, they could have just shot peasants, you know. Yeah, I mean, they would. I mean, they wouldn't have fought other people with paintball guns, but they would have enjoyed having them. Yeah, I'm sure that a few of them did shoot peasants. Just a few. Just a few. I mean, depending on how, like, a lot of them absolutely shot peasants. Depending on how. My favorite thing about like that era, like you know, 17th to 19th century like european nobles is that so much of history is just like uh but uh, how can we know like what this person was really thinking so much lost the time it's not like we have any first-hand accounts everything was documented with these motherfuckers we know what they had for breakfast on specific days and how they thought about it it's just that it's not that interesting no their lives sucked yeah but we know everything about them so we we are thinking sort of in the same area as rockula Yes, thank again, you. I forgot what we were talking about. Again, we have <laughs> The Hunger, Rockula, and Prometheus, and then Better Watch Out. Where do we think it falls in there? Under Rockula. Above Prometheus? Yes. That one sucks because I'm just like, man, that Dracula movie, I know it's got Christopher Lee, but it was also clearly made in like 
three months on like 200 pounds. Yeah. And Christopher Lee was almost never on the set at the same time as somebody yeah. else. Pretty and I'm just like, yeah. look, Prometheus is one of the dumbest fucking movies I've ever seen. But Ridley Scott sure did make the shit out of it. He spent a lot of money making a very bad movie. It's a very bad movie, but like, if they both have just garbage nothings of plots, at least Prometheus is legitimately nice to look at almost the whole time. I mean, you could still have sexy vampire mom and Christopher Lee. You do have Christopher Lee, but they got Idris Elba. True. Idris Elba and Benedict Wong and third guy who is are not dumb. That movie, I almost get mad at it for having Idris Elba and Charlize Theron and just wasting them. Yeah. Charlize Theron especially. They just waste her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Again, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. Fucking Blood of Dracula over Prometheus because I just remembered that for no goddamn reason at all, they put Guy Pierce in old man makeup for no goddamn good reason. So they could have not old man makeup in the fucking YouTube tie-in fucking augmented reality game marketing scheme. Go fuck yourself, oh, Prometheus. God. I want to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula now. Yeah, you want to talk about somebody who directed the shit out of something. Holy Let's talk fuck. about Francis Ford Coppola directing the shit out of fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yo, I think I we need to move movie. on up the list for this one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, up yeah, in the yeah. 30s now. I don't know if I'd put it in the 20s, although it is, like, I think it's on par with Hellraiser, like the original Hellraiser. Let me take a look what we got here. Cause I it accidentally is, let go of it, and it, it's, it somehow settled right next to the Lost Boys. I don't know how that happened. Uh-huh. What? I'm, so, I'm like, this is an interesting way to assert your authority. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like like we said, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Oscar for most directing. There's so much, so much going on Yeah. at any given time. Just looking at this list. It is crazy that on a list of horror movies, Eve's Bayou almost cracks the top 25. I mean, that was a good movie, It's though. a very good movie. I'm just imagining someone looking at a top horror movie and being like, I didn't think Eve's Bayou even counted. <laughs> well, we say it counts. We say it counts. And we, honestly, great movie. Very good, great movie. Love Eve's and, Bayou. And fantastic, speaking of counts. Fantastic drama. I think, it's, I think it is better than Count Dracula. Right now at 30, we have It Follows. And I'm not sure that I can, like, say that I think Bram Stoker's Dracula is, is legitimately better than It Follows. That's fair. I'm not sure that I can say that Bram Stoker's Dracula is legitimately better than The Witch. No, I wouldn't put it above yeah. The Vivitch the either. I would put it above Nightmare on the Elm Street, though. But that's me. And that's also, like... 14-year-old Emily talking. I definitely enjoyed it more, but I'm also definitely in an era of just, like, really enjoying unhinged directors. Yeah, I'm... I think for me, it would be under the fly, so right above Lost Boys at, at I'll, give, I'll give you... I'll give you... Okay. A, yeah, definitely above... I'll give you that. Definitely above Lost Boys. So that right where you right. put it at the beginning? I, I put yeah. it under Lost Boys initially, but I... I Above like, Lost, I put it above Lost Boys. I put it above Nightmare on Elm Street. I think okay. I should win because I like winning. <laughs> I mean, if, if we want to split the difference, then it would be we could put it between Nightmare on Elm Street and The Fly. 
Okay. Yeah. King Solomon declares, cut that baby down the fucking middle. Yeah, for real. And of course, like, if Francis Ford Coppola was directing it, it would be, you would watch the baby be cut in half while there were two other scenes unfolding in the background. And For real. We're also reading a page about it. That's a famous fable, but I like to imagine Solomon was, like, suggesting that shit all the time. And he's just like... Yeah, let's just, just once I want someone to let me cut a baby in half. Every time I suggest cut the baby in half, and every time somebody's like, No, I love that baby. Someday somebody's gonna let me cut the baby in half. Yeah. And you know, the fact that so that we heard about it happening one time must mean that it happened like a bunch of times. And this is just the time that it was like super memorable, right? That checks out. Yeah. So Dracula nineteen thirty one. The OG Dracula. One of those OG. ones where it's like you always got to give it its props, but by our hoity-toity A24 elevated modern horror bougie as fuck standards, like, <laughs> you got to give it its flowers, but where do we honestly put it in these rankings? I'm going to put it in the uh, the neighborhood of Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Velvet Buzzsaw, maybe, like, closer to Godzilla 1954. Yeah, that feels like a good point of comparison. Yeah. yeah, I feel like those, I like those God's movies that aren't particularly scary, actually. Like, especially looking back on them, but do have like do set the standards of some of these things. I definitely liked Godzilla more than uh, Dracula. I also like Godzilla more than Dracula, but I'm also incredibly biased. Yeah, I honestly like for all of it accolades. I don't think Dracula is the. I mean, I think it might not even be like top two of the like classic universal horror movies. Like, yeah, I think both the James Whale or all three of the James Whale movies are, are better than that. Like I think invisible man, Frankenstein and bride of Frankenstein are all better than Dracula. I definitely don't rank it above annihilation. Do we like it more than Halloween? How do we feel about Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, Again, I like it more than Halloween. I'd probably put it between Annihilation and Hard Candy. Okay. Those are some rough customers. Yeah, that's a motherfucker of a double feature. Don't watch <laughs> those movies back to back. Yeah, maybe you do need a Dracula in between there. To just I think we the... did, didn't we? I think we did as well. Yeah, Annihilation and Hard Candy. We've got them two episodes apart. I don't know what we watched in between those, but... Oh, we watched Black Swan in between those. We watched oh, Annihilation God. Black oh, Swan. Oh, yeah. Black what, the fuck were, <laughs> what the fuck were we doing? That was a rough oh, fucking month. Yeah, well, what, what Why? month was that? Why did we do that to ourselves? Was our, we're, we're like uh, the hard month. We're just going to do hard mode this month. We did Crowvember. That was easy compared to this shit. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. At least we didn't attempt like Patrick Wilson month. It's three Conjuring movies, and then we finish big with Hard Candy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that would have, I don't know. I kind of would need Hard Candy first. And then be like, oh, how cute. They're trying to do, like, fake possession bullshit. Yeah, I think sticking Dracula in there at 47, like, that works for me. Between Annihilation and Hard Candy. Yeah, one day we'll need to do a Conjuring movie, if only to fucking tear it, like, pick it apart. Um, I, I finally watched... Like, I haven't watched a Conjuring movie since the first one, and I, I finally watched The Nun, which is separated enough that I'm just like, oh, I can enjoy this. I mean, um, like, I haven't seen any of them, but I assume that Patrick Wilson solves, like, saves the day by affirming the power of 
having sex within the bounds of marriage. I think I saw one. From what I I understand, it's Patrick Wilson. It's like it's horny, but in a Catholicism approved kind of way. The Conjuring? Yes. I mean, that's not inaccurate, probably. (laughs) Um, Probably not how I would describe it, but yeah, sure. (laughs) So that finally gets us out of the year of 2022. We are into 2023 with our... uh, February Black Directors Month polls. We started out pretty hot with Nope. Nope is going to be a high one for me. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm, Oh, yeah. I am about to get pretty spicy with my take for Nope because I think it is better than the Babadook. Oh, it's. Uh, Oh, I mean, that's. I don't know if I can support that. Um, Okay. I think Nope is a very, very good, very solid film. I think it's definitely it's good. overhouse. It has a lot to say. Yeah, it's definitely... Back to the brim with topics yeah. and ideas. Here's our, our original, our first movie, Jennifer's Body, is currently at 20. Do we feel like it definitely, goes above that? Yes. I, oh yeah, my I, god, yeah. Yes. Definitely yes. better than... I would put yes. House, or Nope above House. Promising Young Woman is currently at 15. Do we put it above Promising Young Woman? Yes. Yes. We put, put it above the Rocky Man. Horror Picture Show. I put it above Bit. I put it a Bit as well. Yeah. Man, I, I do love some, me some Bit. Okay, at number 10, capping off the top 10 currently is Night of the Living Dead. Do we put it above Night of the Living Dead? I mean, there we're, we're looking at historical icon power. Night of the Living Dead certainly has that. But, I definitely put it above Mayhem, I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely above Mayhem. Yeah, so that, that puts us at number 11. So we have two Jordan Peele movies and one Jordan Peele adjacent, or one Jordan Peele penned movie in the top 10. So Candyman is at number 8. We like our Jordan Peele. Like we do like, I mean, I mean, what can, can I you say? blame us? Nope, it's such a freaking good movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rank it above Train to Busan. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. This is, this top 10 is packed. I actually like Nope. Well, I have an incredible affection for Nope. I don't know if I can see it's an objectively. Incredible movie. I yeah. Mean, I will say, you know what? Now that I feel strong about top five, now that we've had time to review it, those six, seven, eight spots, how do we feel about like six through nine? How do we feel about that? Do we want to make any shifts between like us, Prey, Candyman, and Train to Busan? No, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to mess with what we've had. Okay. So far, I mean, unless it's like a glaring issue, like Prometheus. No, these are not glaring issues. These are no. all. Like, these these are all fucking great movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to go between these because I think Train to Busan is so good. Yeah, um, but I think like trying to move that above like Prey, I don't know. It's, I, I think, mean, they're all so I'm... good at what they do. I think to me, at least with Train to Busan at Nope, is that as much as I love Nope, I think it's the difference of all of the things and conversations Nope is having and touching on versus Train to Busan being laser focused on like, we're just going to execute the best fucking zombie movie you've ever seen and a father-daughter relationship that's just going to fucking gut, like tear your heart out. Yeah, Train to Busan did make me cry multiple times, like when I was talking about it. So I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm at peace with like it both, being above. Nope. 
great. Yeah, they're both great. But I, I think, I, but personally, yeah, got to give. That feels right, though. Yeah, like I, I really love, like I, I have a hard time thinking about Nope versus Us. Like Us is currently at number six. Nope is like I would rewatch it sooner than I rewatch Us, but like Us has so much. It's so fascinating. Like there's so much to talk about in that movie. Yeah, I think as amazing as Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya are in that movie. What to me just sets us apart and what sets it above is the first thing I think of when I think of us is Lupita and her performance and that do those dual roles. It's just one of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they do. Yeah. The heights that she reaches as an actress in that film are just incredible. Yeah. I mean, looking at Nope, you know, we have like, we have three other alien movies in the top 10 in the thing alien and prey um i love attack the block and don't forget attack, oh, the, and block. attack the block yeah yeah um, that's that's one thing i was thinking about like if i had nope in the top 10 it would be like get out and then all alien movies <laughs> we can save the babadook where it is i think yeah i like the continue, where it is when look it's not our movies. fault people make so many great alien horror movies yeah i mean as good as yeah. nope is i didn't feel like like I was having a crisis after watching Nope the way I did after watching Babadook. Like that's true. I think that's also because it's Act Three. It becomes like an like a Spielberg adventure movie almost. Yeah. In its climax, like it does not leave you with that feeling of dread. It gives you a much more uplifting sense of catharsis. Which again, as a film, it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but it doesn't leave you with that same sense of lingering terror and dread that you know even uh, Get Out or Us had. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. talk about the second week of February. We did Master. Yeah. Was I here for that one? I don't know if I was here for that one. I'm... Somebody was not here for that one. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that was probably was me. Otherwise, it was a very forgettable film. So I'm going to say I probably. It, honestly, it. that's not inaccurate, though. It is a very yeah. forgettable film. Um, I put it above Drag Me to Hell, but it also is more forgettable than Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. I would think I think it's I think it's has some ambition in what it like it's trying to say, but it fails doing anything now, that it's trying yeah. to do. At the covenant, does it outdo Sebastian Biotch? Sam saying yeah, we ought we ought we we oh my god. Yeah, I, I think the covenant, the covenant is more real... enjoyable just how in, is its the goofiness. Covenant a yeah. real movie. Right? Now, I feel like said, it fails at very much the same level as Resident Evil. <laughs> like, it's, and it also, they couldn't be at least they couldn't be less alike. But like, when people <laughs> say like, you know, no more rebooting good stuff. Like, try to reboot bad stuff, but make it good. Like, The Covenant is high on my list. I will say that The Covenant is just so bananas for like men claiming something as so like deeply rooted in the the female experience as the witch burnings. Yeah, right? It's like, really? White boy? You had to take everything. White boys need witchcraft, too? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. For for me, it's, I mean, really one side or the other of uh, Resident Evil, probably. I put it below Resident Evil. It's definitely not as much fun to watch as Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Um, Evil has... uh, Jelly Dogs and New Metal. Uh, What's her name? 
You know what? Michelle it might Rodriguez. not be better. Yes. It is. It might not be better than Sukob. It's better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though. Yeah. This is where we get into that very subjective area of things like we hate at differing degrees. Because, like, I do really hate Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I actually hate Wolf House more. I think you're wrong about I think you're you're unfair to Wolf House because it's an art film. And it doesn't I mean, have... it is certainly that. It is certainly an art film. And if Wolf House was half an hour shorter, I would probably like it better. Yeah, if Wolf House had been like 11 minutes, I would have been like, Wolf House <laughs> fucking rules. I mean... Unfortunately, I, it was not 11 minutes. I am going to agree to disagree. Wolf so House is... Remember. My opinion on Wolf House is why I, the worst grades I got in college were in fucking poetry classes. It's different, though, because poetry is... A, when you put words, it's like... Show no tell, you know, and Wolf House is all show and no tell. And I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm an artist. I don't know. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. And, you know, and it's it is kind of hypnotic. But I'm also who I am. And his house. Yeah, I think is. Wait, his house. Is that wait, is that the one with African refugees and Matt Smith? Yeah. Yes. Oh man! Ooh, I love this movie. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm. I don't think it belongs Jeremy, where I've, I've set it at right now, which is seventy five. No, I just no, definitely comparing it to La Llorona and yeah, the Golem, which are both also def- similarly themed higher. movies. Definitely so, higher. I uh... right now at uh, sixty, we have Gremlins. I think his house is probably better than Gremlins. Yeah, I really love, really liked his house. When you talk about like truly good films, I feel like his house is really fucking good. Like stuff like The Mummy and Scream, I definitely love love more. But like, ooh, maybe in that like, I feel like it's somewhere around like Nightmare Alley or like See, Black I feel Swan. Like I might like it at fifty, which is. Where it would be right between Hard Candy and Blood Run Down right now. I like it more than Suspiria. Like if I'm That's just what I, was I don't. Know. You say you don't, Emily? I no, I do not like it more than Suspiria. I don't think it belongs higher than Suspiria or Humanite at all. I don't, don't think like it's it above Humanite. You know, I could I could see it above Hellraiser to Hellbound because it's definitely saying definitely above that. Hellbound, definitely yeah. above Hellraiser. Yeah, but not Hellraiser one. Yeah, no, Hellraiser yeah. 2, like, I think right now, between Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight and Hellraiser 2, I already think that's pretty generous, but... Looking at these rankings, like, my personal ratings of everything yeah. is very... Is, is... There's, there's, like, there's politics in these rankings. We're, we're, we're a triumvirate. We compromise. I will ask, though, how deep into the top five do we think Witches of Eastwick goes? Do we think what? Or... Very, it's very deep, very, yeah. very far below the top. Like five. number one, or like extra number one. Sorry, my seventies headphones are starting to actually die right now. This may be their last stand. Oh, I, like, I can't hear. Oh, I you. thought I thought you were doing what? As in, I'm not acknowledging your terrible fucking witches of Eastwick joke. Oh no, I do agree that witches of Eastwick is a very, 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 very awesome movie. Yeah, um, it's not making the top five though. I don't. No, I don't think so. Actually, give me uh, two seconds. Let me grab some water real quick. I'll be right back. And then we'll talk about Saloon. Saloon. Oh, man. That movie did fucking rule. Yeah. It ruled for like a bit. Oh, and then it really fell off. It fell off hard. Yeah. A movie that I wish it. I wish it had just been like a crime thriller. 
and not a supernatural thing at all. Or like there, you know, the supernatural thing was different. Like I feel that it was a hat on a hat when it comes to the yeah, supernatural element. Yeah, you're right. It, it, that's exact exactly. It's a hat of a hat. Yeah, because like that whole day to night thing, like if the, the hyenas or whatever they call themselves, like went out and they were like ghost busting. Like if that yeah. was in it. You know, if it had been like, again, like, I guess if it had been more franchise minded, which is a terrible thing to say about a movie, or if it had yeah. been more of a series. Yeah, like, or if they just had a better, like, it wasn't the ghost busting wasn't as messy as it was because like, they, yeah. they had some cool moments there. But like the whole idea the the whole ghost situation was underwhelming. So I'm thinking I'm going to be going into the maybe the high 50s. Do I think it's a better movie than Saw? We talk about, you know, a hat on a hat, it not, it having dueling identities, doing certain things well. Saw knows exactly what the fuck it is, what it wants to be doing. That's true. I'll yeah, I mean, Saw is, is an infinitely dumber movie than Saloon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. It, it's like, discuss moral issues. All right. We should just murder everybody that does things wrong <laughs> by putting them in traps. Whereas Saloom is like, it has a whole story about child soldiers and about being abused as a child. And this very like slick crew of, of guys that's led by, you know, this guy who has this horrible fear of water because of, of the stuff he experienced while he was a child soldier. I think that movie's incredible. I think you guys are right that like, it takes a weird turn, never quite comes back from it. Although, honestly, I think that if we're going to be putting a movie, like, if we're going to be ranking it here and talking about it taking a weird turn, like, I think it kind of sits more with the Gremlins Rare Exports neighborhood. Yeah, I was actually thinking right either above or below the first Purge. Okay. Above the craft, which, again, the craft is... Similar to Sloom in a lot of ways that it like has this setup that promises a movie that it then does not deliver. That's um, true. And you know. it doesn't have the same incredibly problematic elements that the craft does, even though, you know, love a craft. Love a good craft. Love a good craft. I've gained, I think, a new appreciation watching a lot of the rest of the series for Child's Play. But I think Sloom is probably below child's play overall for me i'd put it above i'm also gonna vote for above child's play because i if only that so definitely emotionally affected me much more than child's play did yeah child's play is fun but so made me feel feelings what is said child's play apart as a horror franchise is how much it is about systems failing people especially you know this this kid andy I think there's no question in the movie and in real life that people are like, this thing is just a doll. There's no way it should be able to do anything to hurt people to kill this kid. But like the whole point, I think, of a lot of child's play is like, well, yeah, it's because nobody listens to this kid. And this kid's mom is, you know, constantly at work because she's, you know, a single mom who's just like having to work constantly just to pay the good. bills to get by. It's yeah. good urban horror. Like, I really like its use of like, horror in the city i think part of my problem with it is that i've now watched ahead of the series up to uh child's play four and now my attitude is like a child's play movie without jennifer tilly boo 
Come back when you have Jennifer Tilly. So you've only seen To Bride of Chucky so far? Yes. I am very curious when you watch Seed of Chucky. I want to know what you think of it. Oh, I already know. I'm. It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. The Seed of Chucky is, is fascinating. And uh, <laughs> that they have Billy Boyd playing the, like, child of tiffany and chucky um, incredible who is like a doll in that you know they have a smooth downstairs so there's like this whole question about whether the, it becomes this question about this character so just like gender. lord of the rings hobbit billy boyd playing this yep. puppet oh god he is going full tilt it's a very strange movie and in which Jennifer Tilly, the actress, is playing Tiffany in a movie about the events of the previous Child's Play movie. And Tiffany, the doll, decides that she wants to take over Jennifer Tilly, the actress's body. It's like, no, no. 10 out of 10, no notes. Right. <laughs> right. It's like wow. Ocean's 12, the plot hinges on Julia Roberts looking like Julia Roberts. But I actually <laughs> love it. Yeah. Okay, so where where do we put Saloon? I'm going to put it above Rare Exports at least. Yeah, I'd put it I'd put it no higher than 62. Okay, Gremlins is too spot. much fun, and Queen of Black Magic gets too much credit for legitimately being the movie that freaked me the fuck out the most on this podcast. A frightening film. Yeah, like yeah. in terms of just... What is the raw scariest movie? Queen of Black Magic, I think, wins. Yeah, yeah it, that movie it's certainly some, like top five from a scariness perspective. Stuff we've watched. Okay, so that brings us to the final movie of we did for February, which is Tales from the Hood. Oh, this is fun, but definitely not going to be a high ranker. Yeah, just in terms of craft, like that movie is charming as fuck. I love that movie. Yeah, it's in that like Scream Three. Like it, it knows it's not yeah. trying to be any better than it is. I um, definitely wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't rank it higher than Scream Three. I would. I would rank it higher than Scream Three, but not much. I, I find a- myself looking again in this same area around Prometheus and all of the vampire movies. I would, you know, based on what we've said, I would. I don't know. Better watch out. Tales from the Hood is definitely a much, has a lot more to say and much more interesting things to say than Better Watch Out. And it's better than Prometheus. Yes, it is better than Prometheus. And I think it's better than Rockula. I I think it's better than Videodrone. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd put it above Titan. I have a hard time going above Event, Event Horizon near, and Near Dark. Near yeah. Dark is really proving to be like a real wall of like this like kind of halfway dividing line. Yeah. yeah it's sort of a halfway decent movie. <laughs> a few movies have like have crashed up on the shores of Near Dark. Yeah. Not I quite. genuinely think until about the last five minutes, Near Dark is really solid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Near Dark is an experience and it, yeah. It's almost a really good movie. From you know, award winning. It does have one. Catherine it Bigelow. does have one of the worst horror movie stingers, where it's like, oh no, now the sisters of vampire. I'm like, oh, you mean that thing they know how to easily cure? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they'll be able to take care of this problem. 
Yeah, they cure vampirism by giving them human blood, which is what makes them vampires in the first place. Is that they take yeah, human but, blood. The whole thing is very silly. But they um, didn't. Yeah. Who well, knows? if you suck it through the fangs instead of if you like, digest it. Okay, Scream Four. No, okay, Scream Four better than Scream Three. I can't remember what happens in Scream Four. Is that the one where they return to the town? Yes, and it's the cousin that's the killer. I Screen think it's better than Hollywood three. I think one. it's better than two, also, if I remember correctly. That's a fair argument to be made for that. I still like Scream Three is the Hollywood one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one where they blow somebody up with a fax machine. Incredible. While the house that the fax machine is in does not have power. Um, it's also a movie explicitly about a sexual assault in Hollywood that is literally produced by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to say that you're right. I don't know if that's like points against it. It's just. No, I, I think it's, I think it's points for the movie, honestly, because it has the audacity, but like, it's also not a very good movie. <laughs> That makes Scream I do is definitely a better made movie. Yeah, yeah. Scream, yeah. Scream Four is definitely better than Three. I think it's also better than Two. It's um, absolutely better than Two. Scream Two is a snooze fest for me. Yeah, Scream Two has an incredible cast of people who will someday be good at acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not. It's not hey, as good though. We we can admit we're talking about Timothy Elephant. Can we yeah, just? Can I we just go Timothy ahead Elephant, and rank? But, Five creams. Well, like, five creams is coming up, but four. I'm four thinking, is not better than La Llorona. Absolutely not. I mean, talk about snooze fests, though. Like La Llorona was like cool. No, it was not. La it Llorona. was so cool. La Llorona was slow as fucking pulled punches against dictators. You guys are just mean. La Llorona was really great for the last ten minutes. Personally, That's I'd true. put Scream okay. Four above Alien Three. I don't like I, it as much as I like Ginger Snaps. But. I think I think I like it where it is. It's good where it is right now. I think it should stay there between Black, Black Christmas and La Llorona. I also think that if we're going to be ranking a Scream movie that high, it's going to be Five Creams. Like, it's going to be Scream 5. Definitely I definitely like Rose. Scream 5 and 6 more than Scream yeah. 4. Yeah. 5 and 6 will definitely be higher for me than 4. Yeah, um, so... I mean, I, I would do also think it's put more it above coherent La than Alien 3. Oh, yeah. Well, Alien 3, I really, I do think Alien 3 is absolutely an enjoyable film. It's just so frustrating because the whole prison angle should fit in so well with the themes of the first two. And instead, they just fucking make a right turn right at the finish line and fuck it all up. If it's like, oh, actually, they're like a cult and it's they're genetically engineered. So. They're not like regular people or prisoners. And it's like, ah, oh, you were you were so close to how just like furthering your exploration of how capitalism makes people expendable. I'm looking at the neighborhood that we have Scream 4 in right now, too. And I'm looking at uh, Freaks and The Golem and Shudder and La Llorona. And these are all movies that have like really cool ideas that aren't really like the Scream that are... 4's ideas. What if there was another Scream movie? Yeah, and then, like, it's a more solid movie. Like, a lot of these other movies suffer from the big issues, whether it be in messaging or craft or just, like, delivery of the idea. So I think that 
I'm going to go ahead and agree that Scream 4 is probably better than Freaks and maybe even Alien 3, even though, you know, I've, I've made it clear how I feel about Alien 3. But again, I'm, I am trying to keep in mind my own biases. Yeah, I can go either side of Alien 3, honestly. I like your necks and ginger snaps better. I yeah, agree with same. that. Part of it just comes down to like, well, I definitely enjoy Alien 3. There's just, it's too hard to just feel like it's a movie of missed potential, whereas Scream 4, I'm just like, nope, you fulfilled the potential. Scream 4 did fulfill the potential, I think. There's a better movie somewhere in Alien 3, but it's not yeah. the movie that they ended up making. Yeah, there's a not version of the yeah, movie. The version of Alien 3 in our heads is definitely above Scream 4. Unfortunately, the version that they actually made. Yeah. Those last 15 minutes of Alien 3 that are just like running through identical hallways, losing track of whatever the hell's going on. So many interchangeable, like white British men. men. Yeah, like bald British men with like faces made of old shoes. What about, okay, so we have the menu next. No, we no. have hereditary next. Oh, oh shit. Okay, so. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. That movie is probably one of the most upsetting, terrifying movies. Like, I usually, like, I watch horror movies all the time, yada, yada, yada. That movie made me upset for a week. Yeah. And part of it, yeah, Yeah. genuinely, and like part of it was things about it that made me mad, which is like, I wish that there were different things, like things happen differently in the movie and the movie had different messages, but it's still what it was still made me like ill with the rancid vibes, the intentional rancid vibes. Like it just really did deliver on the abject horror of what it was uh, evoking. So... I feel like few movies have so effectively and evocatively captured the feeling of overwhelming emotional devastation. And like the brother being so just overwhelmed with horror at the sister's head being not where it's supposed to be, that he just (laughs) drives home and goes to bed. Is this movie makes me stuck with me? Yeah, it like makes this, me upset. Like this is like a that legitimately upsetting movie. Devastation. Like we're Ugh. we've watched Hard Candy. We've watched The Babadook. We've watched. I mean, like La Llorona is a movie about fucking genocide, and yeah, like Hereditary. It's not fun. It's absolutely well made. It's a really like it's a really well made horror movie. Speaking of elevated horror, <laughs> I'm going to elevate it to up in the 12s, in the 10s and the 12s. Hereditary, um, yeah. That's definitely the territory, like, I think, like, we got to start looking at. Hereditary is very much one of those movies where I'm like, this movie is incredible. I'm very glad I watched it. I never want to see it again for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I was already there before we watched it this time because i was i had watched it the first time and i was like i don't i don't think i ever want to see that again and then we talked about it so much on the show i was like well we have to actually talk about this movie at some point instead of just talking about it while we talk about other things 
So hard candy right now is at 49. This is definitely hard candy. I mean, hard candy is just like super fucking upsetting. Whereas like, I feel like as a, especially on like not just top movies, but top horror movies, there's so much more that is truly horror and hereditary. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is it hereditary? I feel like it, I feel like we're looking at a top. I feel like we're looking someplace in like the top twenty-five, probably. Absolutely. I I'm mean, just I looking put it... here, like, so I know the Vivich has been a dividing line for you all. This is more better than the Vivich. I, I, I watched, enjoyed. I, yeah, I enjoy well, the Vivich more, but I feel like Hereditary probably yeah does go above. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. So yeah, I think 30... the Hereditary is in. 30 right I, now is Tigers Are Not Afraid. So we're going above that still? I think so. Yeah. 25 is Ex Machina. We like it better than Ex Machina? I mean, I don't like it better than Ex Machina, <laughs> but I think it's scarier than Ex Machina. I, I mean, think I have to agree. I think Aliens is I think Aliens is going to be where it comes to an end, is where it stops. I have trouble putting it above Aliens. I mean, yeah, I also have trouble putting it below Jennifer's body, but I know that I've... That's, we're, not, we're not opening up that fucking Pandora's I know, bag. this is not the battlefield that I want to return to. This love is not the battlefield. So Hereditary, I mean, that puts it at 25, being just below Aliens. That feels right. Yeah, I I, I can see I'm looking. I'm looking at the movies we're scrolling up for, like Jennifer's body, Evil Dead 2, House, Psycho Goreman, like... Promising young woman, Candyman, Rocky Horror, like I just like looking yeah. at the house like card. Like I would like looking at the thumbnail for house because it makes me feel better because thinking about hereditary <laughs> is just generally like turns my stomach. Oh, a house is such like comfort food next to hereditary. I know, I know. Hereditary is like um, you know, a fast on nuts and you know, it's like it's good for you. I guess I feel like house <laughs> is one of those movies where it's like you can just weed people out of your life with House, where it's like, if you show House to somebody and they're like, I didn't like that movie, you can very easily go like, I don't need to be friends with you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, not the, not in that sense of like, oh, you didn't like a movie that I like, so we can't be friends. But more of, well, if you don't like House, then you're just probably not a very interesting person to start with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if it's somebody that like... It's a new person. Like, okay, so you're on your first date with somebody. I would leave house to maybe the third date. Yeah, house because... is a third date. House yeah. is not a first date movie. Yeah, like, because a first date is just like, you know, we, we don't know if this is going to last. We don't know no. if we're going to actually have I will say, like compatible if, personalities. If you go out with somebody and it does end up being that house is a first movie date and it's clicking, marry that person. Yeah, maybe because you know that's you find like, a first date house who person marry them. I think if you're trying, like, if you're them. if you're meeting a whole new group of people, I think house is a valuable tool to just like throw on and be like, let's see who I want to become better friends with. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, we're not ranking house right now. We didn't actually watch him in this order, but I want to talk about it right behind hereditary because we gave ourselves a week in between Ari Aster films good, but we did also call, watch Midsummer. Yeah. We learned from our experiences. Midsummer is good. I, I can say this right. I can say this right off the bat. 
absolutely does not rank above hereditary. No. no. I, no, I enjoy a- it more than hereditary. Watching it the second time and it's horrible handling of bipolar disorder just as sort of a throwaway in the opening bothers me. Um, yeah. Tremendously. Um, I'm going to put it I mean, below the I witch. remember getting to the point in Midsommar where I'm looking at my, like, the timestamp going like, this motherfucker better jump off a cliff or I swear to God this movie. Fortunately, and- that motherfucker jumped off that cliff and it was great. They made a big splat. I loved it. Fuck yeah. I don't think you're... Wait. Was it the same person who jumped off the... No, it's just a random old person. Okay, okay. But by this point, like, it's been an hour into the movie and not a goddamn thing has happened. I will repeat my main gripe with Midsommar is that the Swedish people do talk too much. But overall, I mean, they are... Emily Martin says, shut it, Swedes. No. I'm saying that if you want a movie that represents Swedish people, especially like the most, if you want to make them like the most Swedish weird people, you're going to have to really cut back on the dialogue. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to put Midsummer firmly between After Midnight and The Descent. Yeah, I can vibe with that. Yeah, that's that's actually where I just stuck it. Um, oh, cool. I wasn't uh, even looking yeah. yeah, I really, I I really like the descent. The descent has some of the same discomfort vibes, but it's much scarier. And Midsommar, there's just too many things in there that bother me in ways that they're not supposed to. You know, like yeah, it's, the stuff that bothers me in Hereditary is supposed to bother me, and some of the stuff yeah. that bothers me about Midsommar is not. Like I really love the ending of Midsommar in the same way that I kind of hate the ending of Hereditary. But yeah. like the ending of Midsommar is is also, fantastic. That's my new. That's my vibe for horror movies going forward. Is kill the horrible boyfriend. Also, <laughs> like, how about Hereditary? One of my favorite horror movie deaths has to be the mom throwing the book in the fire and the dad just immediately fully combusts. I mean, in a split second. He was yeah. less useful than the book. He was, oh, he was the dad was the so book. fucking useless. Yeah. Even though he was Gabriel Byrne. I mean, you would think I know. being Gabriel Byrne would be more useful. Cool flex. Now, between those two, we stuck something mm-hmm. with much, uh, much more fun vibes, which is 2022's The Menu. Oh, I love The Menu. To me, this goes right above Mayhem. Yeah, it's a pretty high one. I don't know if I'd put it that high. So let's see. Oh, let uh, see. 50 currently is Dracula. I'd put it above Dracula. Def- oh, definitely. I, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies. Like, I wouldn't put the menu years. above Promising Young Woman. Let's see. Promising Young Woman we have at... That's at 15. 15. But in terms of like a good, serious... Yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. I would not rank it above Candyman. Candyman's yeah. a bit of a... Yeah. Now, I mean, that puts... So right, right below where you're talking about putting it are Psycho Gorman, House, Evil Dead 2, and Ready or Not, and Jennifer's Body. Do we like yeah. the menu better than all of those? Honestly, yeah. Hey, I think it's a better movie than all of those. Yeah. 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 I truly, deeply, deeply love this movie, the menu. Yeah, it's, a, it's very well done. It's a fantastic movie. It really delivers we on We watch its... a shitload of movies on this podcast 
this is the only one I've gone out of my way to just watch on my own on like three other occasions. Yeah. The only one I really hesitate about in that group is Psycho Gorman, just because Psycho Gorman is so fucking wild. I <laughs> love Psycho Gorman, but yes, I'm going to say Promising Young Woman, then the menu feels correct. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good like line there because yeah. promising that's a promising young woman, good movie. The menu. Yeah. Good movie. Psycho Gorman. Really fucking great. Not like I yeah, Ralph Flip Off Girl. <laughs> I don't know how Man, Flip Off Girl goes to the menu restaurant. I assume the restaurant's called the menu. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It's called like uptight. Something bullshit. really I mean, pretentious. Ralph Fiennes belittles Nicholas Holt into killing himself. Yeah. And that's real that's power. That's power. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking, like it fuck. It, but he crushes his dreams and his sense of identity. Oh, just fuck. I love the menu. Yeah. Menu and now I want good. s'mores and burgers and s'mores burgers. God, I want to. I want s'mores burgers too. Holy shit! (laughs) Okay, so that puts us at 120 movies total. We're moving in Guillermo del Toro month, April times. So uh, let's start it off with Kronos, the uh, zombie vampire grandpa. I am definitely not gonna be up in menu town for that. No, no. Um. So it's definitely I'm, enjoyable. It's probably my least favorite of the. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in the Rebel enjoyable. Muscle. It's you know, I'd probably put it. Ooh, not above dear near dark. Not above near dark. Okay, I can't fucking find near dark anymore. Yeah, definitely I, above Videodrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely more charming. It's got enough JoJo references. Above or below Tales from the Hood. Below Tales from the Hood, I think. Yeah, I'd say below. Yeah. That's a, you know, for a first outing, it's a damn good movie. Yeah. Near Dark is a very good dividing line. Yeah. There's two Oscar-winning directors there, Guillermo del Toro and Catherine Bigelow. (laughs) But... Can you you imagine del Toro's movie about killing bin Laden? Holy shit. I'd rather not. Honestly, like I just the vibes would be so fucking confusing. Dude, the, the vibes would be the vibes would be so fucking cursed. Yeah, like unless the most it was, cursed. Unless it was like a completely allegorical movie about like a soldier going into his mindscape and like finding the truth about killing the Bin Laden with him, killing Bin Laden and what it is and what it means. But like it'd be like Pinocchio in like. It would be anyway, weird. Anyway, yeah. The Devil's Double- Backbone. And I would go above or a, below the witch. A, a truly great, Andy. I would go below the witch, but definitely in that range. Yeah. There. Yeah. I can go I mean, above or below the witch. Because to me, honestly. it's like, to me, it's coming down to the themes. And I love the, I think it's, I don't know. I feel like the Vivich is a little more compelling and its themes of suppression are kind of just as compelling as its war themes. Yeah, it's definitely neighbors. I think they should be. Yeah, yeah. I, I like put it right backbone a little more, but I know you guys are. No, I'm okay with that because I I did really yeah. like Devil's Backbone and, and Devil's again, Backbone and I walked so and I feel and I give Del Toro a lot of credit for making an anti-war movie that truly does not 
glamorize war in any way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really incredible film that only moderately includes dead babies in jars because and we know also, how much that man loves dead babies in oh, jars. Yeah. It's yeah, also pretty great when the guy gets stabbed right in the armpit and it's just like, oh, you're you're just done. Yeah. You're yeah. fucked. Okay, so Pan's Labyrinth, I'm I will fight. We're gonna let's go. I mean above, go, above and below Devil's Backbone for you. Above. Okay. I know Ben had some mixed feelings about it, largely due to it having been built up quite a bit for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I'm a weird I'm, one. I'm, I'm but I would definitely put it like we can't eat by your red at thirty. I would definitely put it above that. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Which puts us in that real contentious territory get, like, with Hellraiser and Freaky and Ex Machina. I think I'll that give works. you a Hellraiser, but I definitely, I definitely had more. I definitely connected more with Ex Machina. Well, Pan's Labyrinth. I know this is my Jennifer's body, though, when it comes to these <laughs> rankings. I I think Pan's Labyrinth at thirty is solid. Yeah, I mean, I can. I, I kind of want to put it up at twenty five, which would be above Aliens, but I know that's probably not I a. Don't. I I think it's good. I think actually I would put it above Hellraiser. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll give you. But yeah, I'll do above Hellraiser. Yeah, just the yeah. Hellraiser's got a Hellraiser's doing a lot for how shitty it like is on a like technical level. <laughs> that, like, yeah. Yeah. Everything is dubbed over, so they don't have British accents for no fucking reason. Like that. Pan's Labyrinth is a, a beautifully made movie. Yeah, it's not a particularly super compellingly directed movie except for the scenes involving the Cenobites where it really fucking ups its game. And then yeah. that that like guy regenerating himself with puppetry. Oh yeah, that was fucking great. nuts. Yeah. It's incredible. Film. So that... uh, speaking of wonderful films, do you like fucking fish? Tom Cruise's favorite movie. Is it really? Um, fish fucking is Tom Cruise's favorite movie? I keep hearing the Tom Cruise there's something about Tom Cruise fucking fish. I don't know. It's like a I I only heard it like third. Yeah. And we agree between Kronos and Devil's Backbone, right? Actually, like, I missed this one. Shape of Water. Yeah. But you've seen Shape of Water. I actually have not. Okay. Well, it got an Oscar. Yeah. I like, so. I, I feel like, like that's got to be worth something. Okay. I feel like it's better than Crimson Peak, which is that's true at eighty five. That's also Guillermo. I think it's definitely better than Alien 3. I'm going to assume it's better than Crimson Peak, just sight unseen. I like it better than Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Which is at 74 right now. I um, mean, it does have a lot of, we did discuss a lot of issues with the movie, but in terms of like, I imagine I, mean, it's I don't want to, I'm not going to. Be better than the first purge. Yeah. I mean, it did get an Oscar, but I don't think it was better than fucking Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, it's certainly um, not. Yeah. I mean, um, it is a, it's a beautiful movie and really fucking weird. Although I think it, like, being up there with the mummy and the Queen of yeah. Black Magic, I, yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> yeah, I like, the mummy is unquestionably, well, I don't know if it's unquestionably sillier, but it takes itself less seriously. It's what I do, I mean, I think you always gotta credit the mummy as being one of the last great swashbucklers. Also, it was Mask of Zorro, the mummy, and Curse of the Black Pearl. And then Hollywood completely forgot how to make a good action adventure film. I love Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Oh, Curse of the Black Pearl fucking rules. I like that the, the, the Shape of Water does take, I think it's like 
simultaneously to its credit and to its detriment that it takes itself so seriously. It's part of its charm. But yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. it's I don't think it's better at what it is than what the mummy is. Um, yeah, that's just going to come with having Michael. That's Shannon a crossover I would watch. Like, yeah. The mummy shape of water crossover. Yeah, they are kind of in the same like. Mummy fucking. It would be fun to see the mermaid and the shape of water lady have a double date with Rick and Evie O'Connell. Would I don't know? I haven't seen it. Shape of Water can would that be considered like a horror movie classic remake? Because it's basically the creature of the Black Lagoon, but you just instead you fuck him. I don't think so. I don't think it's close enough to the plot of the creature of the Black Lagoon to, to consider it a remake. Yes, um, but think about how close Bram Stoker's Dracula the movie is to Bram Stoker's Dracula or the the, the original Dracula film. Yeah, I mean it's much closer to the the book. You could have but, it say like yeah. you could have the Black Lagoon monster be like, "I swam through a, a swamp of stars to reach you." <laughs> and so that's the real problem <laughs> with the 1930s Dracula is it doesn't have a cowboy in it. Yeah, and it's in the book. Yeah, yeah, which it also doesn't have Carrie Elway's in it. They had to go out of their way to cut out the cowboy. Yeah, and that's no. a huge mistake. Which, do. to be fair, was mostly because Bram Stoker really wanted to fuck a cowboy. <laughs> Dude was mad gay for cowboys. That I mean, I mean who is it? Dracula is really kind of a list of, of characters that Bram Stoker wants to fuck, if we're being honest. Good um, for him. Poor Bram. Poor repressed closeted Bram Stoker. Okay, so this is where we hit AAPI uh, History Month. We started talking about our uh, Asian American Pacific Islander directors. We have uh, The Invitation by Karen Kusama. A movie um, I saw was fine and have barely thought about since we did our episode on it. Yeah. I a movie about the worst it. dinner party ever. Yeah. I, I at least they didn't play charades. What do we think, guys? I mean, what it was a good stuff? it was a good movie, but this is a, this is you too, because I haven't actually seen yeah. this one yet. Like somewhere so. middle of the pack, like above Prometheus, because it's a good movie, but <laughs> um <laughs> It's so boring, though. Like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't rank it above Kronos. Honestly, I would rank it. Is it boring? Here's a question for you. Is it the kind of boring that makes like, is it hunger boring? Here's the thing. It is like hunger in that it is boring, but it doesn't have sexy gay vampires. It doesn't have it doesn't have anybody that's Susan Sarandon or David Bowie. Yeah. So I, uh, what do we think about just below the hunger? Yeah, like I'm that. at peace with that. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that feels right. All right, which and brings us have... to okay. So that puts that at 99 for the moment, and that <laughs> that brings us to what we do in the shadows, the film. Okay. okay, it's so weird to think about now in context of this show. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a bit punchier than the show just because they do it all in two hours, but. Or an hour and a half, I think. But uh, yeah, and yeah, it's the really show is certainly like, further reaching. <laughs> yeah, but it is fucking wonderful, and I really love it. It's one. I of think my, it's in the it's around fifty for me. If this was a see. if this was a horror Six comedy list, it'd be Knight. top five. I would not put it above Godzilla. Uh, it's so fucking funny, though. I would put it I above. Love it. Midsommar, I, which is at 48. Yeah, I you know, also would put it I think I'd, I think I'd put it between Perfect Blue and Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay, yeah. I definitely like it more than Velvet Buzzsaw. I think it's definitely 
pointedly less up its ass than yep. its own ass. Perfect Blue is also pretty up its ass, but you got to give flowers to Satoshi Kone. Yeah, you should, and I will. Yeah. That, Respect the cone. That works for me. 46. And now, okay, so if Invitation is a movie I haven't thought about since we did the episode. <laughs> Next, now comes a movie that I think about Daily. literally every day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Malignant! They're so... This movie, I... It, it's ranked number one in the movies, in which movies are most malignant. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about a lot of these. Like, the the ginger snaps is the most ginger snaps that ginger snaps could... Well, actually, no. Nope, it's, it's malignant. Okay, Tails... Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think you're in the right... You're in the so, right... Uh, definitely not above ginger Godzilla. Snaps, ginger snaps could have had more off-screen dead no, dogs. stop. Stop putting it up. It's below after midnight. Can we again appreciate that Ginger Snaps has a scene where people are playing like field hockey and nobody notices the dead dog lying in the middle of the field the giant until somebody fucking trips over it? Dead husky. It's really sad. I don't want to think about dead dogs right now. Emily, can we can we take a moment to appreciate that this is a movie where a woman doesn't realize that occasionally she turns backwards and becomes a karate fighting super villain? Um, yeah. It's not better than tigers are not afraid. Absolutely not. Stop. No, no, stop. What are you doing? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Number one. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between this and the thing, right? No. Um, I I don't think it's top 10. (laughs) I don't think it's better than Nope, which it would have to be to be in the top 10. Absolutely not. It is I not mean, better than promising wait, I young mean, woman. The prison scene alone ranks it somewhere. No, if you're just putting no, about no. Jennifer's body just to fuck with me. You don't think no, it's, it's better than Jennifer's body, Emily? Um, no, it's not. Better no, than actually, I don't okay. think it's better than Jennifer's okay, body. Down. Okay, let's. Okay, below oh, alien. Let's see. Yeah, below, below Pan's Labyrinth. Below Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. I would put it below Hellraiser. I would put it below It Follows. I would put it below the Devil's Backbone. What's yeah. below the Devil's Backbone? The Vivich? Definitely below the Vivich. We got not too far. Uh, okay, we got. I the think fly. that's. Oh, wait, I think. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. certainly Look, feels right to be near Bram Stoker's Dracula. I think it's no, below Bram it's, Stoker's Dracula. No, I put it above yes. Bram Stoker's Dracula. And let me no, explain I put why. it below. Okay, let you me go. Explain why. Let me throw my. Into the ring. Now, okay. what I loved the most about Bram Stoker's Dracula was how fucking unhinged Francis Ford Coppola's was making this movie. Yeah. And as unhinged as he is, I feel like James Wan making Malignant might have somehow been more unhinged. Francis and Ford have... Coppola drunkenly skipped so James Wan could do a samurai run for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Naruto. He did a run. He did a yeah. James Wan did a Naruto run. Like so, that's yeah. that. I think by rule of influence, Bram Stoker's Dracula should go up above Malignant. Also, uh, Jer- Jeremy, I think you're gonna have to be the tiebreaker on this, how many, on this one. I don't trust Jeremy to be the tiebreaker. I do have to admit, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I do give a lot of credit to Coppola for having the balls to be like. Going to the special effects company and being like, I want everything done in camera. And they said, okay. that's impossible. And he said, 
fuck you, you're all fired. My son's going to do the special effects. And in that bit of shameless nepotism, guy fucking nailed it. Every effect in camera. You know they all look incredible. I will put Bram Stoker's Dracula above Malignant just to put Malignant between Bram Stoker's Dracula and The Fly. Um, I think that is accurate. I think that, that seems I, like I, where it belongs. Yes, yeah. correct. And it's truly unhinged happened, section of the list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this is the part of the list where we're like, yeah, directors, what crazy thing do you want to do? What's that, Joel Schumacher? You want to get the most oiled up shirtless guy you can find and just let him play the sax for three minutes? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. yeah. You do you, bro. Bless. How gay can you make Keith or Sutherland? I guess we're find out. Yeah. All right. So let's see. How did we finish off this month? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Knock at the knock cabin. At the cabin. I our, think our that bridge one goes... from API to Pride, I guess. God. So I'm seeing, I don't think we're going to have to move it off of the screen that we're looking at. Yeah, there we it's go. better than old. Um, yeah. Definitely, it's not better than Welcome to Raccoon City. I mean, I the only reason I would put it above No Face ben, Benny and, and Craft Legacy is just Dave Bautista. Yeah, but Dave it is Bautista. a movie about how you have to kill God's most precious gaze to save the world. Yeah. I can't put it in good conscience above Resident Evil. Like the Mia Jovovich Resident Evil? Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely above Welcome to Raccoon City. It's below Sukab and it's below Friday the 13th. At least Friday the 13th was influential. Yeah. I gotta I'm sorry. say, it's better than Bad Hair. Bad Hair is another well-intentioned but horrible movie that was not that did not have Dave Bautista in it. God, yeah. if, if Bad <laughs> Hair had been any one of the three movies it was trying to be, it would be... All three of them would have been ranked much higher on the list. Yes, Jeremy. But trying to be all three of them at the same time was just a fucking disaster. So yeah. they slash them is now at 127. Yeah, we we oh. followed that one up with they slash them, a movie that I bothered me so much that I both didn't want you guys to have to watch it for the show. And also nope, I, I think, couldn't stop talking about it. I think you nailed it. I think above don't breathe and old and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no further rankings necessary on that one. Yeah. Although it should Pretty, pretty, please. Never, ever feel like it's less than fucking perfect. I, I do have to say that. I forgot that scene was in the movie. I fucking repressed that shit so what hard. What the fuck are you even talking about? There's a musical number. With they this... did a musical oh, number and they slashed them. With the power slide. With yes. How could I forget? Slide. Oh, because it was a terrible film. And the um... fucking angelic fucking honey pot, honey trap. I know. Oh my I know. god! All right, so Hellraiser 2022 is really good. Oh, I did like that. I kind of want to put it above the original Hellraiser. I know it that I'm going to get a lot in the original Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is this is where it starts to get dicey here in the 30s. Yeah, that's this is a lot of movies that it's like because it's I would not say it's better than Pan's Labyrinth. No. Yeah, and like it, I think I I would like to flex. I would like to be that person. I would like to start that fight with the horror bro that says the original Hellraiser is better because they're wrong. And this actually is like I it think, is a better version of Hellraiser on most fronts. I agree that I think the new one's better. It's just like, damn, for whatever reason, putting the first one up that high 
felt okay where I'm looking at the new Hellraiser just being like, damn, that's a lot of movies I really love that I'm that it's above. But I, it was really good. Yeah. I'm gonna say we can't All right. rank it lower I, than the original Hellraiser. And I that's Yeah, where I you stand. know what? I, I get what you're saying. Like I feel like that's too high, but I feel like we boxed ourselves into a corner given the rankings of the original Hellraiser. Yeah. Because I agree with I agree with you. It's better than the 87. So, I mean, I, I rated it higher there myself just in yeah. stars. So yeah, uh, I can't yeah. really argue with that. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the only place we can put it without being, I don't know, bad art blisters. <laughs> All right. Bodies, 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 and more bodies. I don't this even know one, how to rank this movie. I don't. This was a we. Oh, that's a weird one. I mean, you got. I I do. Hear me out. It's either between Psycho Gorman and Promising Young Woman, or that feels high. Yeah, or between, uh, like somewhere in the Velvet Buzzsaw Descent Happy Death Day area. That feels right. That yeah, yeah. that does feel right. It feels like the same sort of. Amount of satire yeah. as oh, Velvet around, Buzzsaw. Around Happy Death Day. Yeah. Yeah. Is it better than A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? Not in my opinion. No. But... I mean, I certainly laughed more at it than A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Well, yeah. But I don't think I was supposed yeah. to laugh at A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I think there are um, parts of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night that you're definitely we put supposed it, to laugh at. I like would put it staring at the lamp. I would put between What We Do in the Shadows and Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, I would never I would never put it above what we do yeah. in the shadows ever yeah. in my life. Yeah, so that's yeah, lower than Girl Walks. Pete Davidson does have lower one of my favorite blue. when we do get the reveal of how Pete Davidson died, I will say it's one of my favorite death scenes in all of in like fucking horror movies. Yo, I watched this movie with Alicia after we talked about it on the podcast, and she was so angry at the end of this movie. Bodies, bodies, bodies. So mad at oh, the that end there, of bodies, that there was bodies, no bodies. that there was no killer. But they, yeah, when they revealed that there was no killer and they had all just murdered each other, I uh, legitimately feel like I want to do it again I, with her. Like I want to see what I, I really the show again with her. See, I truly feel like that was yell. the perfect ending though for it that there was no killer. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, that's the exact twist I was hoping. I was what the, I don't know what it says, but that was exactly what I was hoping the twist would be. Now, if there was one movie that we watched that I will fight for in this, it is Sissy. Yes, yeah. Sissy, I think yeah. it's the high word, like with the, oh, yeah. the freaky. Yeah, I... yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sissy. I might go like right now, I, I put it at 28, which like is right above freaky, and that feels good. I might do like we like it, it more? more do we that, put though. it more than hereditary? No. Where is hereditary I... again? Hereditary is at 26, so two above oh. it. It's only separated from Hereditary by X Machina. Actually, yeah, I do. Yes, we put it above Hereditary. We put it above Nightmare Before Christmas. We put it above Jennifer's Body. I think it sits right above Ready or Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I would vote for Below Ready or Not, but I feel like I'm going to get I'm going to get outvoted on this one. I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, you could still vote. We will outvote you. But you can I mean, still I, vote. I, I, like I put Ready, Ready or Not, or not above Sissy. I think I like Sissy better than Ready or Not, just because of the moves that, like, Sissy is a little bit more ballsy. Ready or Not's a fun time. Yeah, and, and a, it is as gay as I wanted Ready or Not to be, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's gay. Yeah, it's 
I, I feel so. Are we are we saying it it's gets the the gay tips you know the win by gayness? Yeah, yeah absolutely win by gayness. I think right under Evil Dead Two, which seems. I feel like those go together, House and Evil Dead 2 and Sissy and that sort of like, oh, and Psycho Gorman. We've got with Psycho Gorman, House and Evil Dead 2. And honestly, the menu are this real nice just cluster of horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. One of these days we've got to do Tucker and Dale versus Evil because that's another horror comedy classic. And then you go up one more and it's Promising Young Woman, a movie that is definitely not a comedy. Oh, yeah, no, the comedy comes to a hard stop. Well, and I think that we're once we get to Shaun of the Dead, that's gonna mix it up a bit up there. But yes. um All right. Um, so five cream or just scream or scream so five or I lo- I need I wanna like be strategic in how I rank this one because I know I like it more than Scream Four, but I know it's definitely below Scream Six. Yeah, I I agree. Um Scream Five like is, is made it above better scream, by scream though? Sex. No, it's not better than scream. The no. original scream. No, okay. it it might be better than yeah. No, definitely not better than the original scream. So we have the original scream at sixty eight, which seems really I'd low. Put now. it below, kind of yeah. We might have to reevaluate that at some point. I would put it, given that I don't know. I would put it below. actually. I think I think it's good next to ninety six scream. I think it's better than. Do you like it more than The Mummy, though? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't like it more than The Mummy either, but I think I like it more than Shape of Water. Um, I'm okay with that ranking. Yeah. Put it right at 70, uh, which still... I mean, I think I do like 6 better than the original Scream. Okay. Which would give us plenty of room for that I'm above. Stoked. Yeah, no, 6 is really good. And hey, I will give credit to 5. Um, The death of Dewey is one of the most affecting scenes i've ever seen in a horror movie yeah and that is and i think and that does speak to something that i think has worked to the screen franchise's benefit and also something i really love like just from a thematic standpoint scream is not about the killers scream is about the survivors yeah yeah, yeah. i i do really like that and i like that it really introduces the core four which honestly oh core um, four i like, I like them better than the original survivors yeah. so i think they're much what more you will, representative what you i think you'll probably find emily after watching scream six is that uh, scream five becomes better in light of scream six just because now you actually care about the characters because now they've gone from like oh okay sure new crop of kids to like that's the core four yeah so the the torch has been passed yeah like the six is really where it is like it is fully passed. I, I don't miss Excellent. Sydney in this movie. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. If anything, they, Sydney probably would have brought it down. I think they uh, successfully kind of phased them out. So, yeah, though, I will say now, granted, I did see Scream 6 at like a special like early all gay people screening. But the two biggest fucking like I've said before. Courtney Cox appearing on screen. The only time I've ever seen a theater moment get more applause was Captain America picking up Mjolnir. <laughs> it's Cap with Mjolnir and then Courtney Cox just fucking being on screen in Scream 6. Incredible. Good for yeah. her. 
Nobody has ever mothered as hard as Courtney Cox does in Scream Sex. Oh, shit. Well, good yeah. to know. All right. Well, hopefully by next time, I will know specifically what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So next time we can pick up talking about this array of completely unrelated but amazing movies that we, we watched in between Pride and Hispanic Heritage Month and Megan, Hocus Pocus, They Live, and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yes. all bangers. Yeah. yeah. Fucking banger, 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 banger. Bangers, bangers, bangers. No mash. Thank goodness. Damn, I was, I was also trying to figure out how to make a bangers and mash like British restaurant joke. <laughs> could well, quite, could get the wording right. Couldn't quite no mash, all bangers. Oh, oh fuck. It's That's okay. like, that should be like a great for like a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> you get like a you get like a British DJ. He's like all like all bangers, no mash, but in a British accent that I didn't even attempt. As long as they don't have the monster mash, you just have just have the DJ ben say all bangers, no mash yeah. in a British accent. All bangers, just say no mash. in a bit, just say in a British accent. You know, <laughs> all it bangers, is no fucked up like a four year old to be like, hey, it's my birthday. Can you just not play one song? And they're like, no, fuck you. Four-year-old, live in terror. I'm so sorry uh, that this happened to you. Like, it's a very silly story, but at the same time, it's like, fuck you, Montessori school employee. It's a true Transylvania twist, you know? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that. We... Yes. All right. So that's, that's it for this round. So uh, we will finish up next time. And assuming we need it at this point in the recording... Uh, Until next time, stay horrified. Woo!